0% finance, 100% confidence. With a 212 Volkswagen Atla Hartz Volkswagen Kilkenny, we have new car offers including low-age PCP finance on a range of models, including the all-electric ID3, the iconic Golf and the new Tiguan, along with service plans at $12.99 per month. Visit lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Volkswagen. Finance provided by Volkswagen Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply. With a look back over the weekend sport action, this is Full Time on KCLR with Eddie Scally. And you're very welcome to Full Time on KCLR. Myself, Eddie Scally. What a weekend of sport we've just enjoyed. I suppose Ireland's 3-0 win against Azerbaijan was a big moment for Stephen Kenny. His first win in 13 competitive games as Ireland manager. Tyson Fury beating Detona Wilder in the trilogy of the fight. It was a brilliant fight. I stayed up to watch that, or I should say I got up very early to watch it. And of course, Shane Foley, the Greg Namana jockey, going from strength to strength, winning the Irish Cesarowicz this weekend on the John Kiley-trained line-out. So another brilliant weekend for Shane Foley. But our focus on today's show, we're going to start off with some football in Carlo, and then we're going to be concentrating on what's been a massive weekend for Hurland and Kilkenny. But first up, as I said, it's Carlo football, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by our own friend and colleague, Brendan Hennessy. Brendan, good evening. Evening, Eddie. Brendan, another good weekend of football in Carlo. Yeah, it was, it's been busy, Eddie, the last few weeks. You know, so it's full, it's full steam ahead now with another round coming up at the weekend. So the two matches we covered were Saturday night, Balnebrana and Radville and uh, Old Lachlan and Bagnall's Town Gales, and uh, there was good football in both of them, and all the teams played fairly well. Balnebrana were a little bit disappointed because they did play well, but what fell back on them is they didn't get enough scores, and uh, Radville, I did tell you the week before, or four minutes ago, that they played very good football in one of their rounds, in one of the earlier rounds, and they took their scores well, and uh, they ended up winning a 2-10-7, to so uh, a few weeks ago I said they'd be second favourites for the championship, over the favourites, but I'd be very impressed with uh, what Pat Ryan had done with the lads, and in saying that, Pat, in his after-match interview, the other night said he'd have to correct a few things, and one of the things he has to correct is, Radville had a lot of wides the other night, uh, they got a lot of chances, they had a lot of wides, and the week before all of them shots went over, uh, they scored 117 last week, and they scored 210 the other night, so I suppose... In relation to senior football, it's not a bad return on any given day, but they won that one anyway to beat Balnebrana, so uh, Balnebrana will be hoping to get back to winning ways uh, coming up the weekend. And the other match we had then was uh, Bagnus Town Gales and uh, Old Lachlan. And Bagnus Town Gales uh, hung on to win that one, one eight to nine points. Uh, they had a two point win there. And uh, they played very well. They're a very young team and, and they did quite well. Old Lachlan again will be a little bit disappointed. Dunny scored three points in the first half and they're, they're far better than that. Now Seamus Kinsler was introduced in the second half and uh, he added a bit of strength to their, to their attack in that and they were unfortunate then because John Ryan was introduced and John is a fine big front there but he got a cut off his eye and he had to leave the field and Stephen Scallon their goalkeeper who had kicked two long range frees had to leave with an injury also so that didn't help the cause but um, the other team that can get results so lock them but now they really need a result because they're playing out left for edges at the weekend and they really need a result because um, there could be a little bit of trouble if not and Bagnus Town Gales have now two wins because they beat Mount Leinster Rangers last week and of course they beat Old Lachlan so they have four points so they're not doing too bad so they're the two games we covered Eddie and um, there was nice football in both of them and some people I think expect a little bit much at times but the lads they give their all and the teams are all uh, doing fairly well and they're all trying their living best but uh, that's the way it turned out 
Yeah, just Brendan, on that, like, I mean, in fairness, uh, the two games at the weekend, you know, the, the, the old Lachlan-Bagnastow game, Gale's game was quite a low-scoring game, but the way that group stands at the moment, Rathfilly have played three and won three. As you said, they're, you know, they're, they're second favourites to win this championship, um, uh, you know, versus, you know, other than Aero Oak, that would be the team you'd yeah. expect. But but that group itself, you know, Balnebrana and Mount Leinster Rangers have both played two and lost two, and then you have O'Loughlin, uh, have played three and won one, and Bagnallstown Gales played two and won two. Like for the relegation side of things, like Mount Leinster Rangers, are they going to have one eye on the the hurling championship, which is going to be coming back up again in a few weeks' time for the Leinster hurling championship? Or are they going to have to focus fully on football for a few weeks, or what do you think will happen well, there? The only consolation has to already, yeah, they would have one eye on, on the hurling, but I think they'll, they'll they'll worry about the football too because they'll, they'll be hoping to retain senior status. And the only thing that's going in their favour for that with the group rounds here with the know where the standing, Carlo. The first round of the Leinster Championship is not until the 28th of November. So it's hard to believe it's that far away. And when you look at it that way, the Carroll County Hurling Final is over quite a while. It was played the same day as the Wexford one, as you know. And now <laughs> we're switching the football for a minute and talking on a bit of a tangent. As you know, the draw was made and Carroll have the winners of Kilkenny. So that's a <laughs> that in itself is another talking point. But um, yeah, they would have one eye on that, but they will certainly take the two eyes back onto the football championship for the weekend coming up because they know they're going to have to get a game and you asked me a few weeks ago again I wasn't 100% certain but there's actually two teams going down uh, this year from the senior so there's two teams going down in Canada there's, there's one group of five and one group of four but two teams will be going down and two coming up and just looking at the championship I don't want to be giving the kiss of death to anybody um, but O'Hanrahan's you'd, you'd have to fare for them if there is two going down yes they, they all know themselves and the form is kind of you can see the form there now and, and the thing and that's what I'm saying like they, this week this round the next round of matches for all the clubs is very important in particular Balnebrana uh, all up Leinster Rangers O'Hanrahan so you know you're still going to see a lot of great football but there's two of them going to go down and to be fair to Balnebrana they won the intermediate last year and they play a lovely brand of football but they just couldn't get enough scores um, the other night and believe it or believe it not they got um Three absolutely cracking goal chances before half time, and full credit has to go to Robbie Malloy in the Radville goal. He brought up three fantastic saves, and he really kept Radville in it. And they capitalised then Radville. Uh, Jake Gilly got a goal, Brian Murphy got a goal, um, and Brian got four points from play. Brian is very steady in the, in the corner, full forward. Brendan is himself in the middle, and Ed Finnegan kicked two lovely points. Radville are they're playing nice football, and as I said, Pat is doing a good job with them. But in fairness to Brian O'Brien, Rory said it after, he was a bit disappointed, Rory Hurley, the manager. Uh, I know they didn't get the return and they lost Andy Malini as well and it was a talking point in the game as well because it was a small bit of a fracas and the referee issued a red card and there was a little bit in it and it could have been two yellows it could have been two reds but it ended up one red and he was actually playing very well uh, for Balnebrana um, but um, he was the man that was dismissed and I have to say he was a huge loss to them in the end but to be fair the better team did win the match and uh, Razzilli did play but as Pat said they kicked a lot of wides, but I think they rectify that. He said they were back to the field now Tuesday night, which is tomorrow night, and he said he'll try and rectify that. But to, to go back to your question, there's going to be a few teams worried, and uh, there'll be one hell of a battle in some of those games coming up at the weekend. So they're all going to, they'll have to set their stalls out now in training this week and say, we're not going down, we're going to win, and we want to stay, stay in your push. It's not going to be simple. And in the third week of school, Brandon, we've had a few weeks of football, you've got to see most of the games there. You'd be the, the expert eye. Are you still calling it Ratvilly and Aero Oaks title to be won between those two? Yeah, if they don't come across one another in the in the, in the the semi-finals, I, I'd have to say that the two of them will get to the county final. And to be fair to Ratvilly, I said they're playing great football. Aero are very strong, but Ratvilly did win the league like a couple of weeks ago. The runners-up in the 2020 Championship, which I said not so long ago and they're, they're playing a nice brand of football Pat Ryan is, is a 
done a nice job with them and uh, they're doing quite well. And in saying that, you know, the, the team's all been really... I was very impressed with Bagnall's town the other night how quick they moved the ball. They're a very young team, but I was very impressed with their attitude in, in playing and, and uh, the great attitude and they moved the ball very well. And, you know, the, the county keeper in Kieran Cunningham there and Jack McCullough, who was a minor two years ago, you, you know I belong to me, Jack McCullough's from the famous uh, dynasty of the McCulloughs and Bagnall's town, you know, Niall and Scott and the Mons Of course, yeah, yeah. And Tom and, the rugby players and all, he, he's a good lad. And, and the McDonald's, uh, Thomas McDonald was excellent, the corner back for Bagnastown. And Patrick McDonald, he was a minor two years ago as well. There's five or six minors there from two years ago on the Bagnastown team. So I think, to be fair to Bagnastown, the best thing that has happened in GM Bagnastown in the last number of years was the amalgamation of both Aaron's Own and St Andrews, the two clubs. It was the same people involved, but now that the club is unified and gone, they're, they're going from strength to strength. They've won minors, they've got the senior semi finals over the last few years and hurled very well in the senior hurling championship this year as well so that was only good for Bagnastown and as Brian Kelly said on commentary the other night Carlow needs Bagnastown Carlow needs Tuller they're the two other biggest towns outside of Carlow town and Carlow as a county needs Bagnastown and thankfully Bagnastown now are back and they're working very hard in all aspects uh, Camogie Gaelic football hurling um, they're doing very well and they're working very hard Brennan, uh, as always, it's an absolute pleasure. I would uh, completely agree with everything you've said about Bagnus down there. It is wonderful to see the work that's been done there, and it's great to see them reaping the rewards. They've been very competitive in both championships and both codes, and as you said, the Camogie as well. But as always, I really look forward to next weekend, Brendan. I'm sure every time I switch on the radio station, I'm going to hear you calling football <laughs> matches in Carlow, hurling yeah, matches in Kilkenny. Yeah, we're out on um, Friday night. Uh, we're live with Bagnus. Well, we're out. Tin Ryland and Airog, I think it is Friday night, yeah. And then the following night, it's um, Bagnastown Gales and Balnebrana. So that'll be that'll be a fair rattle now. Balnebrana will be looking, looking to win that one. And uh, there's other the other matches on the weekend. And Pallor playing O'Hanrahan, so that's in Group 2 uh, on the weekend as well. And Leinster Rangers play O'Loughlin. So, you know, there's two teams that that should be a fair ding-dong battle as well in the Senior Championship. So, there are sixes in Carlow for this week. I think we're covering... Friday night and Saturday night and we're doing a few matches in Kilkenny over the weekend as well so we're going to be busy Yeah, and that's going to be like that for another few weeks too Brennan so I'd, I'd rest your voice during the week and I look forward to hearing your lovely tone at the weekend Thanks Eddie Cheers that is of course our own Brendan Hennessy there who will be calling you all the action from Carlo uh, next weekend as he said with Friday and Saturday's live games but the Senior Football Championship in Carlo is definitely heating up and it is starting to look like Ratfilly and Airog are the two sides to watch in this year's championship but relegation as Brendan has said two teams going down that's going to be a, a big battle where teams are going to be trying to hold on to their senior status after the break we're going to be switching all our attention to all things hurling in Kilkenny and we have three uh, championship grades to discuss after this ad break here and you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR. Our usual hurling correspondent, Robbie Dowling, has been uh, blood-subbed in out tonight. Unfortunately, he's carrying a knock, so he can't attend. But thankfully, my great friend Eddie Doyle of the Blacks and Whites in Skjokforsning has joined me to go through this weekend's uh, championship matches. Uh, Eddie, thanks a million for popping in. Yeah, no problem at all, Eddie. Uh, we will start with the Junior Hurling Championship, Eddie. I'll just go with a rundown through the results and we can chat through some of the games. But the results, as I have them, are Piltown, two goals of 14 points, Kilmacow, one goal... And 13 points the Emeralds 25 points Greg Namana 2 goals and 17 points that was after extra time uh, Tullerher Ross Birkin 1 goal and 22 points St. Patrick's of Ballyragget 17 points Mooncoin 3 goals and 30 points Galmoy 3.19 and that was also after extra time Wine Gap 16 points Blacks and Whites 18 points and Barrow Rangers 1 goal and 20 points Sleeve Rue 2 goals and 19 points so that's all the results from the Junior Hurling Championship Eddie what game we start talking about first? Um, I suppose the first one I have down here I suppose in front of me Eddie is the, the Mooncoin Galmoy game 
uh, going to extra time. I think, I think to be fair, I think to, to Munkine and Galmoy, I think they, um, I think going to extra time was probably a surprise and, and two big scores as well. So I think Munkine probably before that game were raging favourites and, and you know don't no disrespect to Galmoy, I think rightly so. Uh, Munkine going really well in the league and going really well under Jimmy Mar there and Willie Coogan. But um, yeah, eventually ran out there eleven point winners over Galmoy. So look, that's that's probably uh, not a shock. Yeah, no, I, I I'd agree with you on that. I suppose Munkine's show of strength there and the strength and depth. I'd imagine game going to extra time. Munkine seem to have a very big panel of players. Yeah, they would have. Like they're they're a massive club down there. You know, they probably have seventy or eighty odd uh, adult players registered down there. Munkine, you know, so the a panel is no problem to them. You know, but you know, really good hurlers um, in in their junior. You know, you talk likes of Power Welch and all these lads. You know, really good. Um, Paul Henry at centre back, really good hurler as well. And you know, I know they're maybe carrying one or two injuries at the minute. But look, they have a, they have a big panel, um, and they'll be hard. Greg Lamana and Emeralds the other game that went extra time there Eddie uh, I, I seen you at the match there yesterday you were standing beside me so it was hard to miss you uh, two goals and 17 points 25 points strange game yeah really strange uh, game Greg Lamana uh, got off to a flyer there um, uh, Niall Hayden got a goal after a couple of minutes um, probably really what Greg needed you know they're a young team and they needed that bit of a boost going into it you know um, but yeah, and they went up, they probably got, I don't know, six, seven, eight points of a lead. Um, looked really good in the first half. Emeralds kind of kept at it and grounded out and grounded out. And, um, you know, Connor Martin then got a, got a free to level things and put it to extra time. But, you know, maybe maybe Greg Lamanna, um probably, you know, maybe did they deserve it in, in normal time. But when it went to extra time, you know, you had, I think it was probably the experience of the Emeralds really that 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 told you know you had you had the likes of you know Connor Martin get a point from play Taggy got a point from play you know Francis Classy there was a couple of points from freeze there as well you know and and they really grounded out where you know Greg just seemed to didn't re- kind of fail to start in in you know in, in extra time you know um, you know Pierce Blanchfield did very well in extra time as well you know and they brought on James Doyle as well I think he won three frees he done really well but um, yeah probably deserved it and probably had their chance in, in in normal time but when it went to extra time. It just emeralds, you know. Yeah, no, it was it was a very enjoyable game actually to watch, um, and and I and I did feel for Greg Naman. I thought they played a lovely brand of hurling. James Hickey has done quite a good job there with with Greg Naman, and it'd be disappointing for for the lads there. But I'm sure they're going in the right direction. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. You know, they're a real young team. You know, and and the likes of uh, Jack Dunn there at wing at wing forward. You know, Jack is only young there coming onto the team, and he done really really well. Um, I'm not sure if he got a point or got a score from player like that, but he done really well. He battled hard. He won a lot of frees, and you know the likes of him, Pierce Blanchfield, all these young Jack Ryan at wing back. All these players um, are, are the future of Greg Namana, and you know them getting a bit of experience. Yes, look at it, it's about the now. It's about winning. But look at it, they didn't win, but there is definitely great hope there. And James Hickey's doing a great job with them. You know. Yeah, and we move on then now to St Pat's Ballyragged versus Tullaher Ross Birkin. Uh, the autopsies that were being written about Tullaher Ross Birkin and the burials, and they're going to be a junior for a long time. Uh, they were all put to right at the weekend when Tullaher came out and absolutely exploded into the championship they did and look at it was at that game as well like yourself Ed uh, for, for a good while um, but yeah Tullerher were really well and they were just better than St. Patrick's all over the field um, we were there for probably 90% of the match and look at they just looked a better team um, you know Keenan Donoghue Connor Hennessy Walter Welch all these lads hurled really well like you know and and from what I've seen definitely deserved a win yeah no it was a, it was again a very enjoyable game Walter Welch I think he was worth the admission uh, to be on his own. He got, I, he got three points when we were there. He got one nice point, but he got two absolute crackers. Sitting back in the half-back lane, caught a couple of poke-outs, ran forward and tapped them over from 40 yards. It was just vintage Walter Welch. It was really good to see him in that kind of form, moving that well. You know, it was really, really good. Another game we attended at the weekend, Wine Gap, who would have been kind of second favourites probably for the championship against uh, the Blacks and Whites, Eddie. Tight yeah. game. 
a real tight game and, and a battle you know and no secret I suppose that two of us were involved with uh, the Blacks and Whites but look we knew we were up against the going in wing gap won the league they were going really well and you know all we could do was go and have a, a good rattle at them and that's what we did and, and, and we were fortunate enough to come out with a two point win yeah, we, we, we'll leave it at that one. We'll just say we were very, very lucky. So, Pilltown yep. then, two goals and 14 points to Kilmacows, one goal and 13. Hadn't expected that to be as close. No, and I, and I have to agree with you. I think Pilltown over the last couple of years have been one of the really strong teams in junior. You know, having to get into a, a final a couple of years ago and semi-finals and all that. Um, Kilmacow, it's probably four or five years, maybe more even since they were in a, a junior final. Probably more than, than that. Um, you know, so Pilltown kind of, I expected Pilltown really to... to be a bit stronger and, and to win that by a bit more but look at Kilmacow again another excuse me another big um, club down there you know another big parish with, with loads of players too with, with loads of adult players and look at they're, they're doing well underage and look at they're obviously bringing through a few of them lads as well and yeah it, uh, four point win for Piltown look it might be a little bit of a surprise but look at Piltown I think um, were probably favourites to win that and, and they did and then the last game in the junior championship again I was, a, I was a bit surprised by the result and not surprised by the result but Barra Rangers Sleeve Rue Extremely tight game, I believe. It was a last-minute goal that won it for Sleeve Yeah, I believe so. It wasn't that, that one um, either. But yeah, Bar Rangers and Sleeve Yeah, definitely going into it, you kind of say, look at it, was, um, it was probably going to be 50-50. Um, Bar Rangers done really well a couple of years ago, um, getting to a semi-final. Last year they didn't go as well. Um, Tuller bet them in the championship, but the year, like they said, the year previously they were at a semi-final going really, really well. Um, Sleeve Rue again a couple of years ago were beaten by Conaghy in a, in a semi-final um, inside in the park and, and were going well as well and look at it I kind of had it 50-50 um, and look at it, it was a five point win in the end like, but a really close game as well yeah. Uh, Sleeve Rue in fairness to them um, you know they won the, their second team won a championship this year as well which is um, a, a very good one there as well so that's the six teams that are going into the draw tonight then are, are going to be Hilltown, um, Greg Namana, uh, Tullerher, Ross Birkin, Munkoyne, Wine Gap, and Sleeve, or sorry, Munkoyne, Blacks and Whites, and uh, Sleeve Rue. So it's a pretty much wide open championship. It is, it's very open there. Um, again, look what you have to be honest and you have to look at and say Munkoyne are, look at, they probably won't thank us, but Munkoyne are raging favourites. They have to be, like, you know, Tullerher, Ross Birkin, like you said, everyone was writing them off. Now they've had a win over St. Patrick's Ballaragat in the first round, and everyone's looking at them as well. So I think Munkoyne, Tullerher, probably. Hilltown, yeah, Munkine Tuller, yeah, probably Hilltown, yeah. I think they're probably the, the, the three um, strongest teams, um, or the three favourites, we'll say. And then whatever team comes from from the Section B, you know, you have the Section B semi-finals coming on there uh, next weekend as well. So uh, James Stevens uh, versus Liz Downey and Dixborough versus uh, Shamrocks Ballyhale. So the the league final was was the Village again, Dixborough. Um, you know, and Dixborough won in that. So I think you know maybe likes of Dixborough, James Stevens maybe coming through in that as well. Um, but look at again it. Um, like I said, yeah, definitely. I think I think Munkine, if I had to call it, I think are probably the strongest there to manage. You know? Yeah, no, no, that's fair enough. Munkine, Tuller, Ross Birkin. Yeah, I think I, I, I personally think Tuller, Ross Birkin are superb. <laughs> um, they'd be the team I'd be looking at at the moment. Anyway, they'd be the team I'd fear most. But Munkine as well, huge panel. But wide open championship and something to look forward to in two weeks before them. And as you said, the Section B semi-finals. We're going to go to intermediate after this ad break. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartzskoda.ie. 
And you're very welcome back to Full Time. We're switching our attention to the Intermediate Hurling Championships that were played this weekend in Kilkenny. And the first up was the league finals. We had Thomastown versus Glenmore. That was a Thomastown win on one goal and 22 points to Glenmore's two goals and 16 points. And in the other league final, St. Martins were beaten on a scoreline of 16 points to 114 with Carrick Shock, a one-point win. Eddie, we'll start with Thomastown, Glenmore. I, I think Thomastown are the only unbeaten club team in Kilkenny this year in the championship. Um, yeah, well, I'll have to go with you. I don't know, it. I don't know. Well, like, if you look at the league finalists and whatnot, Bennis Bridge... Bennis Bridge, yeah. They're gone. They were beaten yesterday. Uh, and down along, if you look, Wine Gap were on beating in the junior championship. They're gone. Munkoyne had been beaten in the final. I'm pretty sure someone will text in and tell me I'm wrong, but I think Thomastown are the only adult men's team um, that are on beating in the championship. Henry Shefflin's doing a fairly t- tasty job with these lads. He is, in fairness, he is. He got a good panel, he got a kind of an experienced panel who kind of came up short the last few years and Henry being Henry and his great knowledge and experience as well. Um, he's going to do a great job with him and look at, they won the league final, that's not the priority um, at the start of the year. Um, but yeah, they're, look at, they're looking good for, for championship hurling, yeah, definitely. The other league final, I know Robbie would be bigging them up on a regular basis his own St. Martin's dead been going quite well Carrick Shock going very well as well um, and, a, and a win for Sh- Carrick Shock there a goal of 14 points to 16 points I believe Carrick Shock are mar- managed by uh, quite an experienced Kenny Herder as well Richie Power oh yeah definitely yeah uh, Richie <laughs> Carrick Shock man himself yeah like Carrick Shock you look you go through the, the Carrick Shock team there they've got serious experience in that team you know um you know, for, from the likes of Anna Martin, former Wexford hurler, up to you know our own senior uh, stars in Kilkenny. You know, so definitely they'd, they'd have the experience. St. Martin's are a good team as well. Yeah, so um, actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have mind seeing that. I think it would have been a tough, tough game. Thomastown now are into the quarterfinals of the championship, and they'll be facing O'Loughlin Gales second team, who beat Young Ireland's yesterday on a score and a one goal and fourteen points to one goal and nineteen points. I was a little bit surprised to see Young Ireland's getting beaten in that game. Yeah. Um, You'd have to, you'd have to be, and, and I'd say young Ireland's are, are probably surprised themselves as well um, that they were that they were beaten and they're, that they're gone. You know, um, I think last year and the year before they've done, especially the year before they were doing really, really well. Um, so they were, and you know they're they're a big enough club as well. You know, like a, a proud club as well, like like many clubs are, and to be beaten at that stage of an intermediate championship that'll hurt. You know, yeah, and they'll have to pick themselves up now as well because they're in a. You know, a relegation semi-final now uh, next weekend. So it's, it's you're not going to get much time to rest in your hours, but hopefully uh, they can they can get the ball moving there as quick as possible on that one. Conaghy Shamrocks promoter from junior uh, last year, I think. Conaghy won sixteen, Danes Fort won twenty three. So it was the team coming up from junior versus the team coming down from senior. Yeah, and I was actually at that game as well. Yeah, and Danes Fort um, done really well in that game. So they did. Um, they got plenty of scores from, um, from all over the field. So they did. Um, and Connie just you know excuse me again uh, Tom Phelan had a really good game so he did uh, had a goal chance on 7 minutes that you know you felt you know if, if he had to get it it would have set Connie up as well he didn't get it it was a great save so it was from, from the Danes 4 keeper um, but Connie he, you know Tom went off injured but you know they didn't really have the forwards you know they're, they're the number one scorer from from play was Eddie Delaney from midfield. You know he got four points, two and two in, in either half. You know and Brian Healy at centre back was very good for him as well. But um, the likes of uh, like Dane Sport all over the field, their forwards especially. You know they had James Mullally, um in the second half. He got four points 
from play but in the first half they had different lads standing up you know they had likes of Robbie Welsh got I think got three points and Paddy Hogan got two points from play as well and again Paddy Hickey was he started at left half forward and he got three points I think from play as well um, I think I won the first half maybe two in the second half but he was seriously good all day long as well and probably their, their top forward um, you know Richie Hogan didn't start he came on for the last few minutes of the game as well you know so he's after getting game time under him as well and um, you know that that that's a boost for them going forward as well. But Dane's Fort definitely, definitely for me, um, were, were the better team on the day. Connie he just lacked a little bit up front for me. Saint Lactons against John Locks, big win for Saint Lactons there. Two goals of fourteen points to John Locks, sixteen points. John Locks have been really struggling this year. They have, and it's not you know they've, they've probably struggled the last couple of years to be honest as well. Um, you know they've, they've they've maintained their intermediate status since they won that junior uh, a few years ago. Um, but you know they're just kind of hanging on in there at the minute. Um, Saint Lactons yeah, with a four-point win, and I don't think, to be honest, I, again, no disrespect to John Locks, but I don't think that was a surprise. And John Locks, you know, they're going into a relegation semi-final now as well. I mean, like three of the teams that we see, and they're already Connaughty, Shamrocks, Young Ireland's, um, John Locks, and, and and the last team that's going to be going into that relegation semi-final are Fenians. Fenians, sorry, not Fenians, Dunhamagan. Dunhamagan, yeah. Uh, Dunhamagan uh, beat, beaten by Fenians, two goals and thirteen points to seventeen points. Really tight game. I know Fenians were were nervous going into it. Um, they must they must be thrilled with that. Oh, definitely. Like Fenians were down in relegation last year as well, and against Dunhamagan team, you know, Dunhamagan are really young this year. Um, they kind of, you know, they have the the experience of of you know Michael Cody there, and you know different lads, Costellos and whatever. But um, you know, but they are really really young team, and you know, fresh and and the whole lot. And the Fenians probably like struggling with last year, um, finishing bottom of the. The group this year and the group A and intermediate, you know, feelings were really struggling. But like Dunhamagan actually finished finished third in their group, so yeah, it was all pointing towards a, a Dunhamagan win. But Fenians again, you know, dug it out. They got their couple of goals, which obviously won them the match in the end. You know, a two point a two point win. But yeah, well done to Fenians and, and Dunhamagan now in a relegation against New Orleans. Yeah, looking forward to that next weekend. Young Ireland's against Dunhamagan. Um, I, I normally put Robbie the gun goes to the head around about this time. Young Ireland's Dunhamagan. Who would you expect to come out on top on that one? Um, I'd have to say I'd, I, I, you know, uh, God, uh, I'm going to go with Jim Ireland's. Um, I just think to have a little bit more experience. I know they're not going well, but I just think to have that little bit more experience. And when push comes to shove, I think that that that's what will um, stand to him. And John Locks against Conaghy Shamrocks. Um, we'll go for Conaghy in that one. Okay, and then into the actual draw for the quarterfinals. Then we've got Thomas Town are going to be playing against um, O'Loughlin's. That's in. That's next weekend as well. Yeah, that's the Sunday the seventeenth. Yeah, quarter quarterfinal. It's in, that that match is in Venice Bridge at twelve o'clock. Um, yeah, Thomastown and O'Loughlin's. Look at it. Uh, O'Loughlin's intermediate team are a good team. Look at they're in a quarter final. Definitely, you know, definitely deserve to be there. But I think all eyes are on Thomastown. I think there'll be a big crowd in Venice Bridge to watch that. To watch Thomastown to see how they how they go. Um, you know. I can't see anything other than the Thomastown win. Saint Martin's against Fenians. That game is on in Ballyragget at four o'clock next Saturday. Yeah. Um, like Fenians surprised me against Donovan, um, but I'd have to say, look at you'd have to go with St Martin's on that one. I think. Um, yeah, and then the other games from the weekend then as well in 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 that on Sunday, as you said, we've um, sorry Glenmore against Dane's Fort. Yeah, definitely. Um, Glenmore going really well uh, this year, and you know we spoke earlier on the year, and I kind of thought they might have something to offer the championship as well. Haven't seen Dane's Fort now the weekend as well. I think they're. I think they're going well. I think you know the, the the amount of forwards they got on the score sheet the other day. I think that that's really good. Um, look at I, I I 
think it's going to be very close but I'd have to give it to Glenmore and then the last game in the Intermediate Championship is Carrick Shock against Liz Downey sorry Carrick Shock against St. Lactons yeah Carrick Shock against St. Lactons yeah again you have Carrick Shock really experienced team there as well against St. Lactons as well um, maybe maybe we'll go again the grain. Maybe we'll go for St. Lactons on this one, Ed. Against Carrick Shock. Against yeah, Carrick no, Shock, yeah. No, that I'm sure will be a very tight game. A lot of these games will, of course, be covered live on KCLR. We're going to switch to the Senior Championship now straight away. And first up, your prediction for this year's Senior Hurling Championship, <laughs> Bennett's Bridge. No, no. They were out yesterday against Shamrock's Bally Hale. Um, <clears throat> it was a tight game right up on, you know, kind of laid into it. It was, yeah, Ed, and we just, we just, uh, Ballyhead Shamrocks or James Stevens is what I said at the start of the year, and an outside bet was Bennett's Bridge, so we just correct that. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, really. Like Benish Bridge doing really well this year. Went on and won the league final, and we're going really well. Um, I was on air with, with Brendan last week to see Bally Hale and Greg Bally Callan play, and you know, obviously Bally, uh, Shamrocks won that game and didn't hurl for the full lot of it. You know, it was kind of stop go really for them throughout the game. And I just thought that a team like Benish Bridge that were a bit more experienced than Greg Bally Callan again might have a chance. Um, and I did think that I, I actually think that they would pull it off um, yesterday. But look at a nine point win for Bally Hale Shamrocks. You know they're just they're just awesome. How does how does anyone shape up to Ballyhale? Like I mean, you know we've seen them this year in the championship. Bennett's Bridge did beat them early in the championship. You know in it was a bizarre game. I was at that match that day. I think you were at it yourself. It was it was a bananas type of a game. Ballyhale ran in four or five goals in the last seven or eight minutes of the match. Yeah. It was you know it had never happened again. It was freakish, but they just seemed to be doing enough without lighting up the championship. I know you were impressed a little bit with them last week, but you'd said to me as well that you felt. They were in third gear, really, against against Greg Bally Callan. That they they haven't been their explosive self. Yeah, no, and it's very hard. I, I think personally, like you know, you, teams can get caught like that. But look, Ballyhale Shamrocks are different. But yeah, like they didn't hurl for for the full lot of the match. They, like the hurl for five six minutes near the end of the second half and scored two two or two three whatever they scored and blew Greg Bally Callan away. And actually, Greg Bally Callan came back into that game and probably hurled the best out of the two teams near the end of it. But they're just they're just awesome. Like they have the the talent to have the belief, the experience now at this stage again. This is a new you know, a different Ballyhale team than ten years ago, but they're massively experienced. They have the likes of Owen Cody there and all these lads coming through again and these lads are young but, but vastly experienced. I don't know if you're gonna beat them, you just I think, you know, do you do you set up at the start of the year to play in a way that you, you know, that you think might be Ballyhale if you come across them in championship or do you just go with your own thing? You know, you live the likes of to James Stevens there along with Lachlan Gales and um, and Tullerone in semi finals as well. Like, but going into semi finals or finals, you know, Tullerone obviously will give them a, a, an awful lot of respect as the other two teams were. But James Stevens and the Lachlans, I think they'll be extremely confident in their own ability going into Ballyhale Hill and they'll have serious belief in themselves. They haven't over the last few years got the better of them, but the likes of them two big clubs just back themselves and have a go. The other game that we're going to push on to straight away now is the Clara Tullerone game. That was an absolute cracker of a game. Um, it was a draw after normal time. Um, Tullerone kind of came into it. Game went extra time, and then Tullerone kicked home from there and, and, and ended up winning it by, you know, eight, 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 eight or nine, seven or eight points. Seven points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tullerone. I seen Tullerone playing um, Aaron's own Comer in the park there last weekend, and. No, look, to be honest, I don't think Comer were really at the races. Uh, they got a couple of goals, I kept in it. But Tullerone that day were a really nice hurling team, really, you know, really balanced all over the field. They hurled really well, they were positive, they, they moved the ball well. Um, Tullerone are a nice team and, and fully deserve, I think, to be in um, their semi-final. 
Um, I've seen Clara play a couple of times this year as well and you know the, the, I've seen him um, playing Dixborough inside in Gordon there one day and there was a draw um, now that day I, Clara had a, a load of weights and they probably should have blown Dixborough out, out of the park altogether like um, but yeah I don't know exactly the ins and outs of the game Tullerone and Clara the other day but yeah what I've seen of the two teams um, Tullerone probably hurling the better of them yeah and Tullerone themselves you know former Intermediate All-Ireland Champions a couple of seasons back you know this is only their second year at senior and they're they're in a county semi final, you know. Like they're yeah, you know. This is, I think it's been a it's been a wonderful season for Tullerone. They're going into semi finals with absolutely nothing to lose now. Absolutely nothing to lose. Like they put up one twenty nine, the goal from the great Tommy himself as well. Like they're hurling really well, and yeah, it's a great time to be involved in Tullerone. I'm sure up there, you know. And they're, you know, there's a big a big boost in the club, you know, winning their all Ireland, winning their intermediate, and it's something that obviously they're. You could see that they lost out a couple of them there before they won it, and yeah, going really well, and yeah, one twenty nine, and they want to have a go now at um, Lachlan Gales, and, and they won't fear that they just get stuck into them as well. The other quarter final we had at the weekend, of course, was Mullinavat nineteen points, Lachlan Gales two goals and nineteen points, six point win for Lachlan Gales, coming in slightly under the radar. I did tip Lachlan Gales to go very close this year. They're in a semi final, you know, they're they won't fear anyone. They're 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 a good side, and they're. They're well able for it. They're a good side, and you know there's a bit of it. You know, well able for it, and and, and you know the big talk in Pointy Kilkenny, I suppose, um, this year was Paddy Deegan's move to full forward. You know, and uh, I've seen it a couple of times. I've seen it against um, inside in the park. I think it was Dixborough actually again, and he probably did look a bit. You know, I won't say it was sorts. He just he looked unfamiliar at full forward that day. He came out to midfield at the end of the game and hurled really well. Um, went and went on to win it. But I seen him hurling against the Roar and Steeg last weekend, and he was at full forward and he looked an awful lot more natural in it. And um, I would love to have, I've, I've talked to someone now who was at that Mullinavat game, see how he went there as well, because he's come become more into that game again. He's moving around the field a bit more, but he is playing a full forward. And that day last week, I seen him and and he just couple of scores again and spread the ball around well um, yeah well, Lachlan Gales and like Mullinavat are a very very honest team look at Dunny lost by two scores six points but yeah two scores um, you know they've got serious, some serious hurlers in that Mullinavat team and I think it has to be mentioned as well it's the first time in their senior history um, Mullinavat that, um, that didn't play a first round for like they're a country club um, and that's a massive massive team for them you know that they got straight into a quarter final they were safe you know so that's really really good for Mullinavat like I said reach some really good hurlers Mike Malone a centre back you know is he, is he arguably the best club centre back in Kilkenny at, you know this year last year the last couple of years I think he is I, you know I'd love for someone to tell me who's a, who else is playing really well at centre back there um, or who's better than him uh, at club level in Kilkenny but he, he's a really good hurler John Welch as well and look at that they're knocking on the door there maybe to get to a semi-final again in the next year or two and they're always a hard team to beat and had a couple of this year they're on lucky Tom Miller got injured he, he hurt his shoulder there and a match in Mullinavat there one day didn't come back as well so yeah look they're unlucky but a Lachlan Gales yeah fully deserved fully deserved to be in a semi-final and you know a big club with, with big ambition and they, you know, they won't fear fear Tullerone. Yeah, no, just on the centre back issues that you you've been pointing out there. One of the centre backs that I did, and that's why I pulled the program from you. Hugh Lawler's been exceptional. Yeah, this yeah. year for for O'Loughlin Gales centre back. Um, if Killian Buckley's listening in, he'd probably want me to tell you he's also playing centre back for for Dixborough and yeah. uh, Porrick Welsh centre back for Tullerone. Yeah, but that, that's what I mean. But that, but I I I will actually you know that's Michael Malone definitely. I I put him up there at club level. 
but any of them lads, he's, he's, no, a, I, he's I, a leader. I, yeah, I, he's a leader. Genuinely, I'm only, I'm only joking. Yeah, yeah. I, said I pushed to there on that one. And Richie Reid actually played centre back yesterday for Ballyhale Charmers. Yeah, he got man of the match in that game yeah. as well. Um, but it's, you know, the, the, the senior hurling championship as it stands at the moment. The last game I want to talk to before we go to a quick ad break is James Stevens against Dixborough. Um, an absolute cracker. Yeah, one point win for, for James Stevens. Um, you know, and. I've seen Dixborough hurl a couple of times this year, and they've, look, they've had issues with with injuries and, and getting their best team on 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 the field. Um, I, I believe Tom Kenny didn't start yesterday again, maybe an injury as well. So, yeah, definitely, that's probably the story of, of their year has been has been the injuries, you know. So, um, yeah, look at their their one point loss to James Stevens. So James Stevens into a into a semi final now against Ballyhale, and um, you know, you talk about who's going to beat Ballyhale. You know, James Stevens have a good opportunity. Uh, whenever it's Sunday the twenty fourth, um, they they won't fear. You know they'll have plenty of respect for Ballyhale, but definitely won't fear them. Interesting goal scorer. I don't know if you knew this. Who got the the last minute goal for or very late in the game for James Stevens? Cornerback, idiot. Cornerback. Sean. Sean. Don't know. Don't know. Shane. I should say. I don't know what he was doing there, but he, he meant an, an absolutely. I didn't get to see the goal. Obviously, I was listening to it on the radio, but apparently it was a mesmerising run for the, for the cornerbacks union of Ireland. There, Eddie, you must be. Yeah, yeah. Some seriously good horrors as well at cornerback in Kilkenny. Yeah. But in fairness to James Stevens, it's 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 an absolutely brilliant result. City rivals, tight game, coming out with a one point win. They're going to be going into this county semi final really up for it. Oh, of course they are, and they'll have you know serious serious belief as well. They can have seriously good horrors on, on that, like like a lot of teams do, like you know. But you know, you talk about um, the likes of you know Niall Brazel and, and all these lads, you know, as well. Really, really good hurlers. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of lads involved with senior hurling in Kilkenny as well, and you know. The likes of Luke, like say Luke Scanlon and Tyg Dwyer and you know Keen Kenny, young hurler coming through, Matthew Root again, Matthew's been there and been there and done that, you know. And then you know the, the club hurlers, the, the solid hurlers, the likes of Niall Mullins that wing back has been solid, you know, David Hennessy, good club hurlers as well. You know, they're they're really going to um you know, they're really good a really good team and a really good panel as well. And you know, you would see Owen Larkin there, he came on the other day and um knocking around there still he's massive, massive uh, importance as well. Eddie, that's 100%. When we come back after the break, we're going to be looking at next weekend's relegation semi-finals in the senior. So we'll take a quick ad break there. Full time on KCLOR. So thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. Lahardsvolkswagen.ie Welcome back to full time on KCLR. There, I'll just switch my microphone off. I just disconnected it by accident there for a second. Eddie, just before we went off air, I said we'd go and look at next weekend's senior championship uh, relegation semi finals. Four teams going to be taken in here. Liz Downey are playing Roar in uh James Stevens at three o'clock on. Saturday. Saturday, yeah. yeah. Saturday and then 16, yeah. the other game is in Park Lock- Lockton. It's between Aaron's own and Greg Bally Callan. We'll start with Lo- Liz Downey, Roar in I spoke to a really proud Liz Downey man earlier on today and he said to me they've been the unluckiest <coughs> team in this year's senior championship. He felt they're, they're very unlucky to be in a relegation semi-final in the first place but he said if you look at the results they've been a puck of the ball away from every team they've played. Yeah, um, and I can't say I've seen them either but again speaking to a few Liz Downey lads that seems to be the story and listening to different lads um, it's been uh, you know just an unlucky story for them all year um, again like last year no one gave them I suppose a chance of, of winning the intermediate and coming up but yeah definitely there kind of seem to be uh, the story this year seems to be unlucky but you know I don't mean to be harsh but they haven't won like you know and that's that's the reality and that's they're there and, but you know going into the relegation against the Roar you know, Liz Downey are unlucky. 
you know, the roaring league have kind of struggled for the last couple of years. You know, who's going in maybe with their tails up a little bit more? I think maybe Liz Downey, you know. Um, I know they, they themselves, like like a lot of other clubs, had a few injuries as well. And for a, a team coming up like that, they needed all them players and they probably have one or two of them back there now at the minute as well. Um, but yeah, Liz Downey have definitely been the, the story of the of the year, the kind of the hard look story. But look, at they have to, yeah, the Kells roll on Saturday now, they have a, a, a chance against the Roar and the Steag, they definitely have a big chance um, and, and you know for them for them that's probably their chance because it's going to a relegation final the, the pressure is really on them like, like it is on anyone but um, yeah look at Liz Downey versus the Roar Eddie I'd have to give Liz Downey every bit of a chance in that Yeah I, I, I don't know why like you know with Roar and Steag there's just something about them I think I think Roar and Steag are going to have a big game in, in them in this year's championship they've been very disappointing so far in the year and I I don't know, like, I'm just wondering, will the inexperience of Liz Downey at senior level, will this come to pave now? As in, you know, in a tight game, if it's a tight game and they're very, very nervous, I I, I don't think that's going to be a, a big wide margin, margin win for either team. No, I think definitely have to be yeah. a very tense affair. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And I, and I was uh, I called the game there last year between the Rowan Steag and Greg Valley Callan um, in the relegation semi final last year, and that went to extra time, and it was two goals at the end of it from the Rowan Steag that, that won them that game, and they avoided going down to a, a relegation final. But yeah, look. If you look at the, the household names, we'll call them. You know, the Roar and Steve have them. They have them all over the field. Um, so yeah, definitely. Look at. I, I'd have to look at Liz Downey for me. I think on that. The other game before we go, we've only got a, a minute left. Aaron's own versus Greg Ballycallan. In a word. In a world, I'll give you two, Greg Ballycallan. Greg Ballycallan, Eddie, you've been, you've been very good. If anyone's listening from Aaron's own, I'm going to back you there. But I think I think both semi-finals are going to be very, very close. Uh, that's all from full time tonight. Just to remind you of the scores in Carlow one more time: O'Loughlin nine points, Bagnallstown Gales one goal and eight points, and Ballinabrana GA seven points, Ratfilly two goals and ten points. The junior her- hurling championship draw will be taking place tonight in Nolan Park at eight pm. And that's all I've got for time for uh, tonight's full time I look forward to speaking to you all again next Monday night for myself Eddie Doyle Brendan Hennessy and Owen Carey that's all from night and Owen is up himself for the next three hours good night from us all at La Hart Skoda Kilkenny we have 0% PCP finance on a range of models of new Skodas for 212 yes that's 0% for a limited time only with service plans from 12 99 per month now is the time to order your new 212 Skoda at La Hart's. visit laharts.ie or call 056 704 700 to find out more about our great offers finance provided by Skoda Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply.